Hello and welcome to Go For It On Fourth, the hungriest podcast in the world. Sponsored by Snickers. Well, we're not. We're not actually. But if we keep saying it, they'll have to pay us. Hashtag, Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not they, an ad. They, they'll, they'll have to pay us not to stop, apparently. Hashtag not an ad. Hashtag could be an ad. My name's Chris and I'm joined today by Stuart Tomlin. Good evening, good evening. And Cal Balfour. Greetings. Well, first things first, uh, I think we should all say thank you to Kyle for being the only one of us who correctly predicted the result of the Super Bowl. Yay! Uh, I, I'm scared too, kids. <laughs> uh, I did. I was the only one who said it wouldn't be close. So That's true. Uh, I, I was nowhere near the score. Mm. Like I wanted a <laughs> shootout and instead... It... I mean, I, I had the... I had the Chiefs scoring a touchdown, so I wasn't exactly on the ball on the ball for that one. Um, whereas Stuart, you were just completely wrong. Yeah, I was going to say. Meanwhile, I just got it completely wrong whatsoever. Uh, you were I mean, I was basically the weekend going through those mirrors looking for my correct pred- prediction. <laughs> I, the, apparently, there are some people referring to that as like a satanic ritual. (laughs) (laughs) What? I just, I was watching it. It was just like, this is kind of weird. You know what the Christian right are like, but all the, the, um, the Hall of Mirrors section, the, um, the people in masks and stuff, uh, people go, well, if it made you feel uncomfortable, here's why. And all the satanic symbolism stuff and how it's all communism and blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, it made you uncomfortable because it was a guy holding a camera and spinning around in a hall of mirrors. But that's because, uh, <laughs> the, well, originally all those Christian rites, uh, they watched the Blair Witch Project that one time and they're just like, it's happening again! Well, hey, I- honestly, honestly, I quite enjoyed it and yeah. uh, you know what, if it annoyed the Christian right, I enjoyed it even more. I enjoyed it. it I, I liked the weekend. Um, yeah, it was, it was okay, weird. it was okay. It was weird without a crowd around him. And what made me uncomfortable was how often he sang directly into the camera. I don't like it when people do that, where they stare right at you whilst they're singing. They're staring into into your your soul. soul. (laughs) Wavelength. I'm making me feel like I'm worth it and I earned it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, fun fact as well, uh, The weekend was nominated for, again, uh, Chris's favourite uh, channel, uh, a Nickelodeon uh, teen, cho- teen Choice Award. Uh, this is also the same man who has a song about not feeling his face from taking too much cocaine. <laughs> like, it ties in. in, doesn't it? It ties in well. And ties into our playoff game earlier in the season. Bring back the slime cannons, that's all I'm saying. Oh, they, they did do that at the halftime. Uh, they, they had to, like, uh, do their plug because, uh, oh, when Gronk did it twice, uh, got the slime, got the slime cannon. I'm like, get me my slime cannons. Can, can, can we also give a shout-out to the, the weekend and the, uh, what do you call it, the guys in the mask for being the only people in red to reach the end zone the entire game? <laughs> Yes, see, if uh, if the streaker was wearing reds, then we'd be talking something different. But we're going to save that for later. The streaker got tackled on the one-yard line. He was one, He was the Titans. He was one yard short. The streaker had a bet on himself doing that. Yeah, well, what, 
what was great uh, he evaded two security uh, at the 20 or something he gets there and a state trooper just ruins him here's the question does here's the question though does that count as match fixing <laughs> obviously not but I, I just want can we let's start the podcast yes yeah because right now the the intro song is probably still playing and people are getting sick of it <laughs> let's get on with it So, there was one big game this weekend that I'm sure we're all ready to talk about. The huge upset that many people didn't see coming and and just a pure dominant performance. Scotland beating England at Twickenham in the Six Nations. (laughs) I I was going to say the big game of the weekend, the Poppy Bowl. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, I didn't... you know, it was not a well. Let's let's just cut to the chase. It wasn't a great Super Bowl, not the worst Super Bowl, as we've mentioned before. That was Rams Patriots. This was Tampa Bay winning thirty-one to nine, dominating the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' vaunted offense recording zero touchdowns in this game. Unbelievable! I don't think anybody saw that coming, even when we found out that the the Chiefs were going to be missing both offensive tackles. Yeah, yes. you know, you know what, Patrick Mahomes was. Pre- I felt bad for Mahomes to be honest yeah. because he was pretty much the only player uh, for the Chiefs that actually turned up. He was doing everything he could, and uh, quite frankly, getting no help whatsoever. And yeah. you, you know something? It was a, it was an exercise in what would Patrick Mahomes look like if he played for the Cincinnati Bengals. It, oh, so it was a preview of Joe Burrow's career. Oh, poor, poor Joe Burrow. It, it was, he was running for his life the entire game and he was getting passes. There were some passes where he managed to get it off and it looked like a miraculous catch and then his receiver let him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He even did that Madden thing where he runs, he ran back for 20 yards and, oh, would you look at that? It, it works on Madden. It doesn't work against the Dolphins, just saying. <laughs> it doesn't work in real life, period. No, no. So, so who are who are two minutes into this for the first mention of the Dolphins? Uh, get your get your bingo cards out. It, it came up naturally. <laughs> uh, uh, this I like I'd said in the previous one. I was afraid that missing their their starting tackles uh, that the box would just bully them all game. It's not that that's what I wanted it to do, far from it, but yeah, my worst fear came right before my eyes. Have you guys seen the um the drop the graphic somebody did that followed um the dropbacks for both quarterbacks? So it just shows like them the it's like a line showing how far they drop back and stuff. And it compares no. Mahomes and Brady in this game. It was on. It was from Reddit, from a user called "Mums Butts Drive Me Nuts." Uh, Wait, but, uh, ah, that classic I'll, NFL analyst. I'll send. Yeah, I'll send it to you. But can it, we can we say that on this show? Yes, nobody listens anyway. Um, <laughs> it, Whoa, it, dude! It, it's it is amazing because Brady's are all like bunched up, and it just it's a really small line. Mahomes looks like a toddler tried to draw a picture of a spider. It's just 
just huge lines waving over the the entire length of the pages. Mm-hmm. Off the top of my head, I can really only recall Brady dropping back like like significantly. Yeah, I can only recall him doing it once. It's and just I, normal dropbacks he had. But this one, he kind of just did like like a swag. Uh, well, I guess to him it would be a swaggy dropback, but more than like your average poised Tom Brady. <laughs> To be fair, even if Brady was under constant pressure, it's still going to be the same sort of drop back. No, he's going to be running around. The the thing was, there were so many where if the Buccaneers had chased Mahomes back any further, he would have been in the fourth row of the stands. Yeah, and he was still making things happen. I don't think you can put this on Mahomes at all. And it 100% shows what I think a lot of us smart people have been saying to the dumb people that a great quarterback is only as great as the rest of the team allows him to be. Yeah. You need a good yeah. line. I've been saying I've Tom been saying that for a while away. Well, to be fair. I've been saying that for a while. It, it's all well and good having the best quarterback in the world. But you know what? If he's getting absolutely levered on every single play, you're not gonna go anywhere, are you? No. You know, and if you don't, if you if you've got receivers who are dropping passes like the Chiefs were as well, then you're not going anywhere. I think another thing I was thinking during this game is how much it exposed Eric the enemy because there was no plan B. No, ultimately the Bucks had their number. Like it was shut off Tyreek Hill by doing like double but a double safety up the field, do on one on one with your corners, and then just have your like your four defensive pressures and then everyone else just get jammed up in that midfield. So it just in case that Kelsey actually does make a catch, he's not going to get far with it. And the only time if it was anticipating Kelsey to get a catch, rarely if uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire was able to get, but they would sniff both out eventually, but they had the plan. Like they didn't. Sorry. They knew. I, yeah. They didn't, the Chiefs didn't really try to run that much either. I mean, it's fair enough when they're they're down like twenty-one to six or whatnot. But even early in the game, you know you've got your two tackles out. You need to protect Mahomes. You need to get a running game going so that the the Buccaneers can't just sit back. Mm-hmm. And- but it, it's it's absolute hats off. Like the, go and deserve your ring, sir. Of. Uh- Todd Bowles and Byron Byron Leftwich, like that was a clinic of coordination. Yeah, Todd Bowles was being tipped for MVP on the <laughs> on Twitter well, for his uh, that's the defensive coordinator performance. Yeah, I was I was going to say like Tom Brady won it, but that's clearly by default because you couldn't there wasn't a single Buccaneers defensive player you could pick out as an individual. Um, Mm. I saw a lot of praise. Effort. I saw a lot of praise for Devin White in particular. Devin White was fantastic, but at the same time, you couldn't really give it to him. But just that that front four were that front four as well was just a unit. Mm-hmm. Shaquille Barrett, Indama Kinsu, Jason Pierre-Paul, even Vita Vea was yeah, getting in yeah. about it. Yeah, the entire defense uh, played as one unit and shut down the best offense in the game. I, again, it was helped by the fact that the Chiefs are missing both their tackles. If that wasn't the case, I don't think it would have gone the way it did. 
but full credit to Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers defense because they they made sure the Chiefs couldn't move the ball and to shut them out of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Incredible achievement. Crazy. Um, where do we stand with Ref Ball? Yeah, there was way too many penalties. Like, the Chiefs were hurting themselves because it, it's not as if none of the pen. It's not as if a bunch of the penalties were unwarranted. But I think some of them you could have let go. Mm. It's the Super Bowl. Let them play. Yeah, no, but yeah. in others, it almost just felt like the Chiefs just kept tripping over themselves. Yes, like, will you, for the love of God, compose yourself? Like mm. Tyrell Matthew was just erratic all game. Yeah, the smack-talking with Brady. I'm like, dude, move units, then we'll talk. All the defensive holding penalties as well. Yeah, it's just... They knew they were beat. They were sniffed out. The the ego had been shattered. It's it's a shame because um, I think we all wanted to see a good game between these two. People were talking about it as LeBron versus Jordan. It didn't really live up to it. It felt like LeBron playing for the Cavaliers against Jordan and the in-prime Bulls. <laughs> I wouldn't go that hey, far. No, to be fair, didn't LeBron win a championship with the Cavaliers? Yeah, I, the Cavaliers, in, in miraculous fashion, okay, yes. Okay, I'll, I'll rephrase that. LeBron with the Lakers, not last season, but the season before when they missed the playoffs. That was, I I one, <laughs> that's the one time LeBron's missed the playoffs, but they had a terrible team that year. Of course they did. Yeah. <laughs> and the playoffs in the NBA were more than half the week gets in. So. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far. It was a bad performance by the Chiefs, but they're not a bad no, team. No, no, but I, I'm saying this game felt like that. It felt like Mahomes was on mm. his own. Though for, the most, for the most part, he, he was. Yeah. He, he got no help. His receivers couldn't bail him out. He was trying his best. I think mostly, like, half of his, uh, like, backward scrambles, he was actually able to at least get something by tight roping. uh side of the field to usually to guys who it would bounce like Kelsey had a good game in terms he had a lot of catches mm-hmm, because that was literally all they could do unless you're literally that like there's being bold and there's just being stupid throwing it to Tyreek Hill and triple coverage how many times did you see him throw to Kelsey and it bounced off Kelsey's hands a fair few actually and Kelsey still had 15 receptions Oh, sorry, 10 receptions. He was targeted 15 times, had 10 receptions. But, uh, it was just a... How many yards? 133. I also would See, like to punt out... That's not bad. I would also like to punt out someone who also just didn't help his team at all and just gave the Bucks prime scoring position. Tommy Townsend, the punter. Mm. Uh, guys oh, the punter had a shocker. sucked. Come on, come on. It's the Super Bowl and it's the first time he's had to punt. I, I was aware of that. I, I actually, I wish I actually had a Twitter that I just don't use for uh, S-posting and just making, trying to make funny memes and take it seriously. But Tommy Townsend was 
you could definitely tell that this is a guy that does not see a lot of action on the field. Uh, yeah, and he's bringing a... the oh, who was it? Uh, the the Pat McAfee speech in Tennessee during the draft. He's a rookie who this pretty much was his first game half. He now knows what it would be like if he played for the Giants. Hey, I will not hear that against our punter. Sees plenty of action. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> not an excuse. Like it's not like he spent uh, every other game like not practicing. No, but you know, you. It's also a rookie in the Super Bowl. He's going to be nervous, and it, it's something he's not expecting to be out on the field that often. Because he, I think, I think he'd had one punt in this in the playoffs before that game. One, maybe two. It wasn't, it was single digits and low single digits. But the, some of these were just bad. Like, uh, the main one that got me was it, the 29 yarder. That Yeah, that was that, after the fumble, though, mm. where he had to, he did well to get the ball back. Like, it was a bad snap, but he recovered, kicked it quite well, but there was a penalty. And then he had to kick it again. I think he was so focused on making sure he caught the snap this time that the rest didn't go quite as well. See, for me, I think the worst thing about this Super Bowl is there's so many Super Bowls that have memorable plays or, you know, moments that we'll always remember. What will we really remember this Super Bowl for? Um, Patrick Mahomes throwing a pass while horizontal. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, That's about it. And uh, I, th- uh, there was the when they stopped them, and um, I can't remember. Oh, I think Antoine Winfield went up to Tyreek Hill and did the peace yeah, sign. Yeah, he, he threw out the peace sign on a penalty. That's yeah. Especially, I, I thought at first I thought I'd given them a first time, and when I found out it hadn't, I was like, oh, yeah, worth it then. <laughs> it's actually worth it. Yeah. Well, that was vengeance because I mean, oh, we all we all right. remember Tyreek Hill against the box during the regular season. Mm-hmm. Oh putting yeah, up, putting up Randy Moss numbers. Yeah, I said I said to somebody when that happened that uh, honestly I would have laughed so much if uh, would you call it if the Chiefs had gotten a first down from yeah, that. But it was after the play, so they didn't. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, of for it, me, it would have been funny. For me, the, the main ones, the main takeaways, if I had to make three, are going to be this. Gronkowski getting two touchdowns. Antonio Brown getting a touchdown. Yeah. And I hate to admit it, but it was at that point that I was just like, oh, no, nah. the, the route is on. And it's that 29-yard shank. Yeah. I don't want it to be it's that awesome. memory, but that is literally where I was like, Right, screw this. Get the beer. There's also the um, the nightmare-inducing uh, moment of the weekend spinning around in a hall of mirrors. Yeah, that was a very disorientating, but it gave us some very juicy memes. Yeah. Yeah, that was the meme in the Super Bowl. Um, I think there's, there's probably stuff that... I was about to say, there's probably stuff that we've forgotten that we'll remember, um, which... Kind of sounds a bit wrong. Um, but the only the only yeah. other thing I mean, that I can think of is, and again, this is only this only ever applies to the Super Bowl. The ads kind of sucked this year. 
Yeah, yeah. To be fair, they great, to really. be fair, you're paying five, like what, five million dollars a slot, and you're filming it during a pandemic, so they're already under restraints and stuff. Well, and money well spent. Well, it's still getting seen by everybody, but I like the uh, the Doritos 3D one with the flat, yeah, flat Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, it's not often that a snack company advertises by telling you we will make you fatter. <laughs> at, least at least they're not uh, BSing you. Yeah. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other one that really stands out, but just for the complete wrong reasons, was the Oatly CEO playing a horrible uh, the, keyboard know, thing. That was terrible. It was awful. I didn't even see that one. Oh, you, you just look up like Oatly Super Bowl and you'll get it. It's bad, but it worked, I guess, for all the okay. wrong reasons. We're forgetting the best one. Fiverr from the... Uh, Four Seasons Landscaping. Oh, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, the award for uh, Stop He's Already Dead has to go to uh, Wayne's World and Cardi B for, for, uh, what was it, Uh, Uber Eats or something? Just I was just like... The fact that we can't remember who it was for. It was for a delivery service uh, (laughs) telling you to... Uh, support local restaurants, local but they they take so much of a cut; it's actually hurting them. Yeah, um, get a bang up job. And I'm sorry, Uber Eats, but if you don't have Snoop Dogg rapping about your product, you're not getting anywhere close to Just Eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! I still remember the old ones, like No Cook, Just Eat. <laughs> Hashtag not an ad. Yeah. Hashtag not sponsored. There are other great delivery services available. Like <laughs> local ones. Yes. Where it's just actually, a guy in a car. Actually, support your there, local some... restaurants by looking their number up on the internet and ordering directly from them rather than doing it on an app that's going to take a percentage and probably cost you more. Yeah. So we should probably talk about the Super Bowl MVP, Tom Brady, who after Sunday, has won more Super Bowl than any single NFL franchise. And here is the real question. What's going what's gonna to be more, uh, Tom Brady Super Bowl rings or number of takes we've had to do this part? Oh, God. For those of you listening, you won't realise, but uh, Anchor keeps cutting us off. Either it doesn't want us to talk about Tom Brady or it really likes that we have to talk about Tom Brady. Just, just rip the band-aid off. Let's yeah. just do it. So, the question is, is Tom Brady the greatest ever? Yes. I, I hate to say it, but yes. Seven Super Bowl wins, more than any other team uh, in the league, more than any team in the league. You know? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I will say this. I don't think you can... I, I wouldn't say he's the best ever. I'd say he's the best Super Bowl quarterback ever. But he's got seven Super Bowl rings because he's been on really good teams. Whereas Manning and Mahomes and Marino never had the consistently great teams that Tom Brady's had. Um, 
One thing that really annoyed me after the win was how people have described the Buccaneers, which is to say they keep going on about, oh, Tom Brady took this team that hadn't had a Super Bowl, uh, sorry, hadn't had a playoff appearance in 13 years, and he took them to the Super Bowl. But the Buccaneers, they, they act as if the Buccaneers was one of the worst teams in the league, and they weren't. They still had Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, uh, Ronald Jones, and that great defense. They were just needing a quarterback because Jameis Winston kept giving the ball to the other team. Yeah, so, seven and nine last year. I saw the Buccaneers uh, as a home team at Tottenham Stadium last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess it would be twi- the the season before last because now la- last season was, well, Sunday. <laughs> so regardless of that, in the 2019 season, I saw the Buccaneers play uh, the Panthers and Jameis Winston was dreadful that day. Yeah. Threw four interceptions, I believe, on on that in that game. Yeah, uh, against an all right, not terrible Panthers team, but not brilliant Panthers team. Yeah, and not it's not so, take anything away from Tom Brady because obviously they're not going to be Super Bowl champions without a really good quarterback upgrade. But I don't like that they're talking about the Buccaneers as one of the worst teams in the league because they weren't. No, uh, they were always just missing that one part. Like even yeah. Bruce Arians would agree that that's why Brady came here. He saw the potential. They knew that they were basically going to move uh, well part ways with Jameis Winston. He saw fertile ground and he saw an opportunity and he seized it. And here we are. Yeah, I like like you said, Brady picked the Buccaneers because they're they had the pieces. They had Mike Evans, who oh. I actually compared to the likes of Odell. Like Mike yeah. Evans is, was phenomenally underrated for so long. Anytime that people would face him, I'm like, no, you gotta watch Mike Evans. I, I just we're not taking anything away from Brady. He his um, mentality has turned the Buccaneers around into into a true contender. But my point, our point, I think we'll agree with this is that they weren't. If they'd got another quarterback, they would have been in the playoffs. It was mainly Jameis Winston throwing to the wrong team. Yeah, holding the team back collectively. I think yeah. the best that you can really take away of of the, the legacy of Tom Brady is like Tom Brady might not be the best, but he will elevate a team to be better. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not – if anything, this diminishes the, the system quarterback – Oh yeah, and was it him or diminish it? Completely destroys it. He is system. Yes, he is the system, but he and he has that way of raising everyone else's uh, potential. He elevates a team. Yeah, he might not be the best, but he will get you places. The the Buccaneers team last year was better than the Patriots team last year apart from Brady. Yeah. I mean, well, the Patriots yeah, were just that. the definition of mediocre last season. This, or, or this, this, last this current season. Ugh. Yeah, you know what I, I meant? The, the 2019... Patriots, yeah. Yeah, even though they made the playoffs, the Buccaneers team that missed the playoffs was probably better, but the quarter... Different conference. Yeah. Oh, well, the quarterback made a, a difference as well, because... Brady didn't throw to the wrong mm-hmm. team. And there you go. With it within one season, at the at the age of forty-three freaking years old, 
mm-hmm. comes into a new team, a new system, gets a couple of his 2017 All-Star buddies to be like, yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll come in for this. And th- oh, here we are. And ne- next season, he is coming back. The Buccaneers Good. will host the first game of the season. Uh, I initially had, if the Buccaneers had not won the Super Bowl, I had the Patriots hosting the Buccaneers on Sunday night football week one. I think that will be Sunday night football, but yeah. it won't be week one, obviously. No, I, that's good. That's like everybody knew that Tom Brady was coming back because no matter what happened this season, that game's on the schedule. He's coming back. Yeah, absolutely. I, now, here's a question. Chiefs or Buccaneers, which one do you think has the better chance of getting back to the Super Bowl next year? Chiefs. Yeah, I was going to say that as well, because I've seen a lot of people going, well, the Brady and the Bucks could win it again next year. I don't think they can. I, no, because, well, again, everyone, because they had such the, the clinic display there, that's on film. Like, well, everyone's going to have contingencies for them now. Yeah, and, you know, if the Chiefs go to that Super Bowl in a non-pandemic year, they have both their tackles. And that'll yeah. change the game slightly. Um, also... Everybody's going to be a bit older. There's the other than like Brady's got the mentality he's always going to be going for for more. But I I think there's always that sort of drop off after you've won it, where the urgency mm-hmm. goes a little because you've won it. Plus, I know uh, you know uh, the you know the champagne bubbles are still bubbling as we speak right now in the in Tampa. But I think they're eventually going to have to wake up from the hangover and realize that free agent-wise, coming into next season, there's some names that need to be re-signed. And uh, I know that team. everyone's going to do everything that they can to stay, but whether or not the cap agrees with that, but there are names on well, this list. Well, yeah, Mike, well, you... Mike Evans has already said he'll take a pay cut. Here's the thing, though. I think with some people, like what you're saying there, uh, Cal, they'll need to resign them. They might think some of them are going to want to stay with the Buccaneers to have the best shot to win. Some of yeah, them, of course, to... like it, you, you're not here but, in Tampa no. Bay to get paid. You're here to ring chase. But I was, as I was about to say, there's going to be some that are like, "Well, I've won the ring now. I want to get paid." Mm-hmm. And uh, that... Case in point, uh, my my f- uh, number one for that mentality because there is going to be the ones that are like, "Look, I'll." sacrifice a little bit of money to basically ring chase because this is the best opportunity and the best time. But there will be others, and in my case, the best uh, candidate for it, Leonard Fournette, who went from no. fourth overall pick to... No, I, I, I disagree because he's been with Jacksonville. I think he'd rather be on a team that's going to be successful. But this is a guy who yeah, went I from agree. he went I from agree. the fourth overall pick to clearing waivers because he couldn't get shopped yeah. for a he couldn't get shopped for a third day yeah. pick, which is why he'll he'll want to stay with Tampa where he can win because he's he's done the yeah. losing thing. I think Chris Godwin's probably more likely because his role has diminished with him bringing in Antonio Brown. Well, Antonio Brown's also a free agent, but uh, Antonio yeah. Brown just needs league minimum. Like he Chris, was, yeah. Chris Godwin's going to get a lot of interest and he could be a number one receiver somewhere rather than way down the pecking order. Also, I, I've I've got a fight for you. Uh, there was a player who won his second Super Bowl ring in two years this year. Can you name it's him? It's LaShawn McCoy. 
It's Lashawn McCoy. Oh, yeah. I've had you pipped to that, boy. I'm all over that. And here's another fact about it. Guess how many snaps he played in the Super Bowls combined? Zero, Zero because he was a healthy. There you go. Say what you want about this one. At least he wasn't considered a healthy scratch for the uh, for the box. I I wanted to to point out because we're saying the Buccaneers aren't as likely. They will have it. They say will they? They're probably going to have an easier road next year because you think you imagine the Saints are going to have a drop off. Panthers and the Falcons aren't really ready to compete yet. I mean, the Falcons are about to start a rebuild. So they're going to win the division. That gives them at least one home game. Mm -hmm. The Panthers have already are are in the midst of theirs or just got theirs off the ground. Yeah. And excuse me while I roll up my sleeves and uh, prep myself for uh, this little joke. Uh, This is if we believe the narrative that... um, I've gone blank with names. I hate when this happens. Uh, Jameis Winston. If Jameis Winston is uh, the guy leading forward, uh, going forward uh, for the Saints, well, that's two wins for Tampa. <laughs> I, I, I'd i like to point out that it's appropriate when we're talking about the Falcons and your, your mind going blank. I was talking of, I was talking about the Saints. Still, we mentioned the Falcons. You I, know. I, I, I was just I want to point out the flaw in Kyle's theory. Um, you say that Jameis Winston will give the Buccaneers two wins if he's Saints quarterback. But as I said, when he threw that touchdown in the divisional round game, all Jameis Winston does is throw touchdowns against the Buccaneers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, did make, that did make me laugh. Like oh, that, that, that was banter. It, but just <sighs> looking at it cap-wise, I mean, the biggest one is Shaquille Barrett. Shaquille Barrett needs a new contract. He, he carries a heavy salary. Levante David needs re-signed. And Sue needs re-signed. Everyone else, like Gronkowski, Fournette, Brown, Shady, Blaine Gabbert. For, oh, we forgot about Blaine, Blaine freaking Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert has a Super Bowl ring. Let's talk about, because we said the Buccaneers are less likely, but the Chiefs are arguably in the toughest conference, tougher conference. Um, you've got, I expect the Colts will be, but once they find a quarterback, the Colts are going to be uh, in the discussion. The Dolphins, the Bills, the Browns, um, the Ravens might bounce back. Tennessee. Steelers might still be there or thereabouts. I, I left the Steelers off for a reason. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I think age is catching up with them. But there, there's a lot of good teams. Whereas you look at the NFC, it's not going to be as bad as it was this year, but there are flaws in all the other teams. Like Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers can only drag them so far. Yeah, uh, the Saints aren't, aren't going to be a threat. Uh, Russell Wilson is not happy in Seattle. Oh, um, come come on, that's just... Co- no, 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 I'm just pointing it out, even if he doesn't get moved. Dude, it, that's just uh, code to say that they're going to draft linemen in the draft because they had to lose... Uh, uh, Chad Bozeman, and I'm just going to move swiftly on from that. I I think there's there's flaws in every team in the NFC, um, and the AFC has the stronger ones. But that's always been the case. The AFC has always produced the stronger contenders, like the stronger. No, no, the the AFC produced the Patriots for many a year. 
Well, they, they produce the more dominant reoccurring teams, whereas the NFC kind of just has the rogues gallery of, oh, whose turn is it now? And eventually the Chiefs are going to have to have a season where they don't get to play the AFC Championship game at home. Eventually that. Yeah, three years <laughs> in a row. I mean, we've moved, We've basically moved the annual AFC Championship from Foxborough to uh, Kansas. Well, the City. thing is, the Patriots didn't play it at home all the time. They were in it, but they weren't always at home. I, I'm worried. I'm worried yeah. that if the if the Chiefs have to go to another place for the AFC Championship game, Patrick Mahomes isn't going to be there because he's going to turn up at Arrowhead. Because <laughs> this is where we play it. <laughs> You know, you know what? I hear Indianapolis is lovely in January. Not as lovely as Miami is. So, guys, the NFL season has come to an end, and miraculously, we managed to get through a whole season during a pandemic without a single game getting cancelled. We've got to say, I don't think anybody um, really believed that this would be possible, but here we are. Um, and it on time. I would say outside of like two egregious uh, instances where the, the, the NFL did bulldoze it, uh, the Broncos quarterbackless situation yeah. and the um, basically the equivalent of the Baltimore Raven asking for SA extensions. To- the Titans also a bye week moved. Yeah, but I mean, I, those were things they had to do to get every game played. The Broncos won, they could have delayed. I'll give you that. But um, I think we got to to give credit to Roger Goodell and the NFL for managing to be the only professional league to have a complete season. Obviously, it helps when you've got the shortest season and it's months before uh, your season starts when the pandemic starts. But credit where it's due. We're already yeah. doing... Yeah, and yeah, to, just to, to really, really just drive uh, that that statement home, they were like, "We we did it, like we did it, we got through, we got through it." The NFL it season been... endured the pandemic. I don't know how, I don't know why, well, but it did. So on it, it has boys. to be said, it, it will go down as the weirdest season of our lifetime. Oh yeah. Absolutely, it was the first NFL season ever where they had a game played on every day of the week. I um, thought you were going to say it was actually just for once where the New York Giants didn't continue to plummet into uh, further disappointment. And and appropriately enough, during a pandemic, it was the team that stayed at home that won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yes, the the <laughs> the host team won. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, First, the the curse of the Super Bowl host is officially dead. Curse of Matt, the Madden cover curse as well, because four uh, of the last five cover stars were in this Super Bowl. Three Who was the one not? Uh, Lamar Jackson this year. Ah, fair, fair. So maybe it hasn't gone. But, um, but yeah, Antonio Brown, Tom Brady, uh, Rob Gronkowski, and Patrick Mahomes. Nah, Mahomes won it the year he was on the cover, so that one's gone as well. Yeah, uh, it was also the first year this season um, with seven teams per conference making the playoffs. I thought it worked really well, uh, and we're already seeing 
the improvement because we have a wildcard team. First time since 2012, 2013 that a wildcard team has won the Super Bowl. Or even... I, uh... uh, actually, that would have been the Ravens. Ah, yeah, shit. it's the Ravens. Ah, shit. And the, the Giants actually won the uh, Super Bowl in 2011 as the fourth seed, didn't they? Uh, no, they were... They... Uh, I think, I think we were we were road warriors again. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were road warriors because da- yeah. Dallas Dallas won that year, I think. But what what, a, did you, eh. what did you guys think of the uh, the rule change to add more players? The uh, seven teams. I I like it. I like it. For one thing, we got in as the seventh seed, so <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm quite fond of it. And I think- as it stands, as it stands, due to our performance and the Bears' performance, the greatest seventh seed performance in playoff history. I but- think they need to extend it to eight. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I think I. I think the seventh seed was a, a great addition. Yep. It did make wildcard weekend a bit of a slog toward the end. I would like it. it quite... Yeah, so I would like it if they had two of the games played on a Friday or a Monday rather than all of them on Saturday, Sunday, because uh, six games in two days was a slog. You're right. Like, yeah, n- nobody's yeah. got time for that because it's not like, uh, you know, during the regular season that you could just like flex your preferred or chuck on red zone because playoff red zone, that let's not play God, all right? Well, the, having said that, they did they did help out by having one of the games include the Bears and one of the games include Washington, so you knew which ones you didn't have to watch. To, to be fair, the one involving the Bears and also involved Nickelodeon and Slime Cannon, so that was a must watch. And, and given a, another reason not to watch it, you're right. Yes, uh, yeah, uh, they were just like, right, nobody wants this. Uh, They were just like, yo, uh, SpongeBob channel, you want this? And they're like, oh, hell yeah. Um, I I don't know, Jimmy Graham getting his last ever touchdown and then walking off the field while Slime Cannon's fired behind him is potentially the highlight of the playoffs. He Um, he needed his own, like, his own, like, uh, what? Western, like a, a wild Western exodus, like you know, where the guy just drives off into, into the sunset, yeah, he just drives yeah. off into the sunset of the blazing Arizona glades of Death Valley, and it's just a narrator saying, and no one knows where he was going, he just knew it was far away from Soldier Field. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it the season as a whole was a really exciting one. There was a lot of great teams that we've talked about before. The AFC had over half the, sorry, not over half, half the, the AFC had 10 or more wins. Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 again, you know what? I, I really hate to spew kind of poetic beauty uh, on things like this without it making feel forced, but <laughs> it's honestly just, it, especially with everything going on in the world, it did signify a season of great change. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it was a nice distraction from all that as well. Yeah, yeah and the I think they did a good job with the they had limited crowds for a lot of places. Um, but you never felt it never felt empty like some sports do right now. Like hockey or the Premier League where you watch it and it's just noticeable that there isn't the same atmosphere and stuff. 
Um, oh, mate, no, you, you want to talk a place without its soul. Try watching ha- uh, Scotland at Hamden. That's just... I wouldn't watch Scotland at Hamden with a full... full. We made, the, we made the Euros off at you. We made the Euros, exactly, exactly. And, and, st- won- and it still feels wrong. And we won at Twickenham, which goes to show that when the pubs are closed, we're actually the best sporting nation in the world. <laughs> Scotland, Scotland winning the Euros confirmed. Yeah. Uh, going back to the NFL, uh, any highlights for this year that you, you guys are going to remember for a long time? The Steelers. Hail Murray. Hail Murray's a good one, yeah. The, uh, the, the Steelers. What? Oh, the 10 and 0 to. I think it was 11 and 0, actually. It was 11. Was it 11? And then just. 11, and then and just the skid because again mm-hmm. they they couldn't escape themselves. They became well the Steelers. Uh, I think you're gonna have to just a tremendous year for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs again. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, and Rogers MVP. Yeah, the the worst division in the history of the NFL. <laughs> and we wear it proud. Because let's face it, you like. Like that horrible, like that SpongeBob episode of the snail race. It's you, you were just like, who's winning this? No one. No, nobody wins. Uh, it, it was basically the. we lost. It was basically the Godzilla movie. Like uh, whoever wins, the NFL loses. Uh, I think that was Alien versus Predator. That was the tagline. Whoever that, wins, we lose. Yeah. I think the Godzilla one that also used something similar. Well, I well maybe. Um, I think if he, you know, if he wins, we lose. I think was the tagline yeah, for the for the yeah. solo one. But uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, the new stadiums as well. The Rams, beautiful Rams and Chargers. Ah, yes, yeah, SoFi and so uh, the the gigantic Roomba. <laughs> what's it, what's the name of that again? Uh, Allegiant Stadium. That's right. That's right. Because I love Allegiant Stadium. Oh, mate, it. Is amazing. It's, so it's a cracking stadium, isn't it? And it is amazing that we got uh, two stadiums introduced this season that were both fantastic and single- uh, in the middle of the pandemic, and no one could go in them. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing them more people in them. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, yeah, if this means more Exodus is out to the middle of absolutely nowhere, then I'm all for it. Uh, I think, well, well, I wouldn't call the stadiums out in the middle of nowhere. Right? Allegiant Stadium is really close to the Strip, relatively speaking. Well, I, I meant just like Vegas in general is just oh. in the middle of nowhere. So what was your biggest surprise from the season? Uh, that we didn't completely suck. Yes, you did. You were 6-10. and 10. Which is an improvement in Giants country. Uh, I would say, I would have said the Buffalo Bills getting to the AFC Championship, but they've been looking like they're going to improve. Josh Allen's improvement was was a big one. Um, I think maybe the Bears getting to the playoffs again. Um, yeah, that that Cleveland getting oh, to no, the playoffs. Yes. Like, I think well, me, my, my, mine is Cleveland. I wouldn't say Cleveland because they have Baker Mayfield, J. 
Jarvis Landry, Odell obviously was injured a lot, but they, they have the players where you expect them to. The reason we kind of are surprised is because we always expect the Browns to underperform and they didn't underperform. Yeah, well, they actually got a competent coach who led them to the promised land and they lived up to their potential for once in their damn lives. How, it, was, it was brilliant. Yeah, I, I think also how bad the Cowboys and the Eagles were this season was a surprise. Well, the, the Eagles one was just the Eagles were, I'd say, second to the Broncos in terms of injuries. Like, they were absolutely ravaged. And it also just came to a point, they had to take a step back and just realize that, like, 2017 Carson Wentz to now, that... Careful, 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 because remember... No, no, I I know that we are uh, family-friendly, and we we always like... That's Jerk's quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, th- I thought you were waiting for me. Well, I, I thought you were trying to stop me from saying uh, something no, no, incredibly no. offensive, but uh, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> if you say bad things about Stuart's quarterback, that will be offensive. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Less of that nonsense. Thank Just you. trade for Jalen Mills. He seems all right. Anyway, um, the, the Eagles the Eagles were just a shell yeah. of who they were, and so is Carson Wentz and actually just, just that level of regression like uh, I know that we like to be family friendly and at least uh, throw a little bit of the, the educational uh, die there but I've seen like radioactive atoms with, uh, le- right. with a less half-life than, than what I was going to say by the way Kyle Kyle will trade for Jalen Mills a safety and get him to play quarterback <laughs> uh, he needs a new contract anyway. You should go get him. Because uh, I, I don't think you're keeping Malik Hooker. I don't think we need him. Julian Blackman has been sensational this season. What about. But yes, uh, I, I will retroactively uh, declare uh, Jordan Love so that I don't have to feel like a silly boy. Jordan Love from the Packers. Do you not mean Jalen Hurts? I mean one of the backups. Okay, just any backup. Uh, to uh, to a to a Viola. Who is in the backup? He's a starter. Um, He's gonna be the uh, next. Get, get, I, I don't get Blaine Garb up. Yeah, he's, yeah, a, he's a Super Bowl champion. champion. You know? Give him a max contract. Chad Henne. Chad um, Henne got the Chiefs to the AFC Championship game. Oh yes, uh, he he. Oh man, he had to do a fourth and yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, the cojones. I, I hate you both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this brings us on to, to my next point, which was going to be uh, the upcoming offseason. Anything you guys are watching carefully? I'm guessing Stuart's watching the quarterback market quite carefully. Yeah, obviously. Also left tackles. Mm-hmm. And wide receivers as well. I, 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 hinted, I hinted at this, uh, you know, uh, in basically what we call it the pre-stream where you know we we meet up we shoot it uh before we actually record these things because we're all wholesome buddies at the at the end of days but um ballard's got a busy day of free agents Mm. there's a lot of people on this like even like people that you think that you can shed but um 
you've got edge rushers like uh, Houston, Autry, Xavier Rhodes, um, Mo Ali Cox. Rhodes, uh, I, I remember Mo Ali Cox, uh, Marlon Mack, but Marlon Mack saw like 1% of your snaps. I think you're going to see deals that are a lot smaller than you expect. And I think something people might want to, to have a look at is to see what happened in the NHL because their cap didn't go up. And a lot of guys didn't get signed that you normally would see getting signed because they're holding out for a better deal that was just not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and teams also just ruling them out just because of expense. So I, I wonder if there's going to be a lot of guys who re-sign a one-year cheap deal with a current team so they can hit free agency next year when teams have a bit more money to spend. Perhaps. The, the, I think that there will be or even some bridge deals like a two-year just while they can wait for like the guarantee that things will begin to financially recover. But yeah, yeah I, I expect a lot of bridge deals. I By expect way, also a lot of just, I expect some, again, it just, it feels wrong. But I think when when his uh, common sense ever dictated what the, the NFL does, I still expect blockbuster deals that are going to just well, I'll bite say- them down the line. The one thing expect the the league is going to have a new CBA, and there might be a seventeenth game added to the season. Expect that to go through, because that would mean more league revenue, which means the cap goes up. You mentioned the wide receiver market. I think that was a good um, point you made there, because there are some really good wide receivers on the market this year. Allen Robinson uh, from the Bears, we expect to be a, uh, to hit free agency. Chris Godwin, we mentioned from the Buccaneers. Um, and then you've got quite a few good ones in the draft as well with Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, Jalen uh, Waddell. It's going to be an interesting year for wide receivers. Juju Smith-Schuster is hitting free agency yeah, as well. Not convinced he'll hit free agency, though. Well, I mean, well, they, they, I they won't pay, they won't they pay him... Uh, the premium because that's just going to gob them in in cap. Yeah, I'm not ruling it out. I'm just saying I expect I at the moment I expect them to resign. Mm-hmm. It could I could see it going the other way, but yeah, yeah. Kenny Galladay is oh, another yeah. one. That's who I keep was an eye on. Kenny Galladay from the Lions. Is there anybody with Stafford gone as well? Could be a fit in Los Angeles. Sorry, I missed that. Who, who did you say? Uh, I said Kenny Galladay could be a fit uh, in Los Angeles. Where they, uh, they, uh, they're where they're fine. fine. Uh, apparently, Marvin Jones is interested in going to LA. Ooh, to reunite with uh, with Stafford. But I think, it, it, as much as uh, you know, you kind of want to stop like the you know receivers going to you know the guy that threw to them. I, you know what, I kind of like what Detroit have done with. Uh, building up their, their coaching staff. Yeah. I think that Detroit might finally, finally enter into a new golden age. Okay. Well, golden age for Detroit is seven and nine, so. Oh, it, yeah. It's still the iron <laughs> age compared to everyone else. Yeah. Um, I think there's the other thing I think is going to be interesting this offseason is how teams are going to cope with the cap not going up. Like, I thought it was finalised. Well, they, they, it has been, but they need to discuss the 17th game. And that's just that's just it. It is, while at the same time, it's good for the league. 
But they're always going to say I, that this this it runs the risk of uh, player injury, player health, yeah, uh, this, not. If it's, they're telling the PA, if they're telling the players' association that when the more league revenue, the more cap, the more money your guys make, then they're going to do it. They're probably. I expect there'll be other contingencies, like maybe a second bye week, would be good. I want them to make sure the seventeenth game is always a neutral venue, but. At the because give you a taste of how ridiculous it could be. One thing I've heard is that the the seventeenth game will be Dolphins for us will be Dolphins at Giants, and one of the Dolphins home games will be in London, which means we'll have seven games at Hard Rock Stadium and ten games away from Hard Rock Stadium. That's not right. Oh, no. So I, I'd like to see them fix that. Um, but you're right that, you know, if that 17th game should be neutral venue, that could actually both help uh, their international expanse because they were doing, like, uh, games down in Mexico. Mexico City and London. Eight, mm-hmm. games there, eight games in Mexico City, eight games in London. Yeah, so that could help. That Maybe maybe there's a, a CFL uh, stadium. Toronto, Vancouver. Yeah, or there's like a CFL stadium that they actually could uh, showcase. It could help the international expanse while not yeah. uh, damaging the, I, the, the the parity of the schedule yeah. of the team. Yeah, I think that makes all the sense in the world, so it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, I'd be all right with that. Anyway, so final thoughts on the season, guys. Did you enjoy this season? Did you think it was a bad season? Just some one more. Over the... Over the piece, I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm amazed that we did it. We we got through it. It's. I thought it was a great season. Um, it was. It was I thought season. it was pretty fun, and like like we've discussed ad nauseum uh, in this podcast. So I, re- I won't reiterate points, but just the narratives that we had and. The stories of the teams. It it was just it was good. It was good to have it back. Exactly. So that does it for the 2020 NFL season and the first season of the Go For It and Forth podcast. We normally would do a weekly episode, but given that nothing's gonna happen in the next week, most likely. Uh, we've decided that our next scheduled broadcast will be on uh, the around the 17th of March when the NFL free agency reopens. Uh, if any big news breaks between now and then, we will probably do a mini episode to get you all filled in. But other than that, check out the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash go for it and forth that's go for it on f-o-u-r-t-h uh i will be posting something to the blog you'll be able to find the link there at some point next week ranking the head coaches i believe kyle you are going to maybe do a review of the new york giants season yeah so just just a uh a conclusion like uh a season in brief, I think, was uh, the the term I was looking for. Because normally I would uh, capitulate the Giants' season with the the season is over uh, turning point, where I just thought, right, we're not competitive, we're not going to win this. Get well, it done. 
it's been a while since you've waited till the Super Bowl to do that. Oh, it never gets that far. Trust me. It's, um, um, th- th- there will be examples on the blog, but you're right that I will have a, a season in review because. Okay, uh, Stuart can be work fun. to be done in the off season, but we we'll get there. I'm 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 excited for next year as long as we get the right the right guys quarterback, and I've got faith in Chris Ballard to do so. I was actually going to say you can find Stuart on Twitch at his channel. <laughs> <laughs> and what is that Twitch channel, Stuart? It's UEFA Live without the it's UEFA with ST on the the start of it live. Saint UEFA. Yes, um, Twitch.tv at UEFA Live. Okay, well, we will see you in March on behalf of Kyle Balfour. And I will take this opportunity to thank both my co-hosts of uh, oh. thank you very much, uh, Chris, and thank you very much, Stuart, for enduring me for over uh, several hours every midweek. But uh, uh, this this has been fun to do, and it's really been a year. It's always it's always fun. That's it's not fun. It's, it's nuts, man. But years to several more. So for me. Hell yeah. As an individual and as a member, Slanje, and thank you for listening. Slanjeva. Have a great weekend, guys. Good night, guys. See you in March. See you in March. <laughs>